Hello and welcome to the podcast, Building Confidence. My name is Sue Reed, and I am your host. Every week I will be discussing the subject of confidence with a new guest. So with no further ado, let's jump in. Timothy Bay has a degree in communication studies, a master's in social science research, and has had his work presented at an academic conference. Recently, he's graduated as a life and success coach from the Jay Shetty Certification School, and he's now coaching awareness for high performers. The last 12 years, Timothy has spent building up his own personal development. And I'm really pleased that he's here with me today to have a chat. So welcome to the show, Timothy. How are you? Thanks for having me, Sue. Yeah, I'm I'm great. How are you? I'm really good too. Thank you. So what would you say your definition of confidence is? I would say my definition of confidence is self-assuredness in oneself, in your own self. And there's a great quote by Christina Grimmie that I really like, and I think I'll share here. And she says, confidence is not, they will like me. Confidence is instead, I'll be fine if they don't. Mm. And I love that quote. And I know she's simply talking about confidence, but I think it's so relatable in a self-confidence manner, because you're not looking for other people to like you from an external source, but instead you're so assured in your own ability, in your own self, that even if people don't like you, you'll be okay. And, you know, not everyone's going to like you. You know, you don't like everyone, let's be honest. So I think that's really great. And also, I want to say the difference between confidence and self-confidence as well. I think it's important to define that. And so the way I personally define it, when you define confidence, is that you are confident in something. So for example, you may be confident changing a tire or you may be a really good dancer and you're confident in dancing. You're confident in a skill or a hobby because you know so much about it because you've learned so much about it. And so how do you develop self-confidence? Well, you can learn about yourself. You can gain more experience about yourself to develop that experience with yourself so then you can become confident and aware in yourself. And so confidence in a hobby and a skill and then self-confidence comes from understanding and knowing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that quote. That's really, really good. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what I try and bring into my coaching as well, that, you know, you, you should be able to just turn up as yourself authentically you and people either like you or they don't like you. And it really doesn't matter. The important thing is, do you like yourself the way you are? That's the important bit. And that comes from self-confidence, but it also comes from self-love. And I like the connection you made because I think the more competent you get at a skill, the more confidence you build up. And then Mm -hmm. the more confidence you build up, the more self-confidence confident you become. Obviously, there's a little bit more to self-confidence than just knowing a skill, because when you come to do something else, you might completely fall flat on your face again. (laughs) So it's the ability to get back up as well. So there's a lot of layers to it. But yeah, I I love that definition. That's brilliant. So over the last 12 years, then you've been developing yourself on a personal development level. What sort of things have you done? Because I think it's interesting for listeners to know what sort of things they can do to, to develop themselves, basically. 
Yeah, sure. So you, you mentioned that I did a communications degree and that's really where it all started for me. I was going to do something completely different. I was going to do business psychology at Reading University, but very last minute I changed my application to do comms and I'm really glad I did because I'd learned this module in my first year called, it was like human behavioral communications and how people communicated mm -hmm. and just talked about things like eye contact body posture changing the external so then people will look at you differently so it was experimenting with like dressing up in a suit to dressing up in trackies and we had a lesson on social skills training how you can improve the social skills of a person just by changing and helping them speak better helping them keep better eye contact, their posture. And when I delve into this module, I was like, this is amazing because you can learn social skills and you can train someone to be better at them. Mm -hmm. And I grew up a very quiet, a very shy, very timid individual. And you know, if we were going to do this podcast 12 years ago, it would mostly be silent. I wouldn't know what to say. And I, wouldn't Same, I wouldn't even have turned up. So don't worry. <laughs> so it was, that was really where it started for me. I learned, I really delved into that really deeply. And I learned so much from that course personally, and also in an academic situation. So first of all, it was identifying my weaknesses and then trying to co correct them and that was about having my own self-awareness that okay cool I'm not a great communicator it's a really important skill to for interviews for professions for life really and so that was something I wanted to develop and that's where it started and then it grew I remember another phase of mine was learning to be more vulnerable and that actually came about from an ex-partner I had, and she said, what makes you vulnerable? And I thought at the time that this was a really silly question <laughs> because I guess you can identify how much I've changed from then. I really thought that vulnerability was a weakness mm. because when we think of vulnerability in terms of, you know, I don't know, video games or in a battle, in a war situation, you're going to lose because of your vulnerabilities. A vulnerable area in a weapon, in a piece of armor, in your defensive structure is a flaw, mm -hmm. right? It's a weakness. And so why would I ever want to be weak? Why would I ever want to be flawed? Vulnerability is challenging. It's really difficult. And so I had to really learn about vulnerability. And one of my best teachers in that area was Brene Brown. I, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I love her work. Definitely. I've read so many of her books and seen so much of her videos and on YouTube and, and TEDx and everything that it really helped me to learn more about vulnerability. And I really like the way she describes it. And so then I had a huge learning curve with vulnerability and that led me to professional counseling, developing my emotional intelligence, working through so much like history and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And also that led me to meditation. And 
doing a lot more meditation. So I've been meditating for about five years now and I love it. I took to it like a duck to water. I think this is the expression. I know other people do find it challenging and difficult, but I just use the headspace app. And I started off with five minutes a day and then grew to 10, 15, 20. And now I do 30 minutes, 45 minutes, as many times I can in a week. Mm-hmm. And it's just been phenomenal. It's just been a great practice for me over these last five years. And all of these things just kind of grew and grew and grew. And it just really led me to this coaching path and personal development. So it's just been a huge backbone of my growth that it's just been a huge hobby. I know yeah. I'm a bit nerdy to say that, but I think personal development is a great hobby of mine and, and it's really stuck with me. It sounds also like it's your purpose because I think sometimes if we're about to get on the wrong path in life, we get a, this is my belief that we get a sign from the universe that says, Hey, you don't want to go down there. You want to go down there. So for you, it sounds like the universe said, look, go down the communication route because that's going to lead you to your purpose. And it seems to me like you looked at your, yourself and thought what needs to change. And then you took one bit at a time and just built on that step by step. So that 12 years was really building a bridge from this shy guy to this, you know, academic coaching, high achievers, able to come on a podcast and talk and, you know, really get his point across. So you can see that you've built that bridge and You've done it step by step, but re- really, and I guess this is part of being an academic, you've thought it through as you've gone along. You've not just tried to make a leap anywhere. Yeah, definitely. I was very systematic in thinking. I only just thought about, you know, what is my weakness right now and how do I want to improve it? And I just tackled it one problem at mm-hmm. a time. And eventually it just kind of led me to great teachers and and mentors and people to follow on social media that taught me so much more. I used to be so focused on the weaknesses and then it, it then it led me to like, okay, now you need to start thinking about your strengths. So like you said, it was about that purpose that kind of the universe guiding me, the universe kind of like, okay, Tim, you need to really look at your weaknesses. And then after I had like a lot of, work done there kind of like pushing me more over to my strengths and I'm definitely feeling like the universe is pushing me closer to what my strengths are and I think I can't remember who said it first that I remember I think it was probably Gary Vaynerchuk that I was listening to and he goes you want to go all in on your strengths Mm -hmm. don't worry so much about your weaknesses but focus more on your strengths and build that And, and I'm part of Jay's genius community and recently he said that when we look at the excellent professionals in our industry or, you know, sports players, it's because they're the best of their best. It's because they're the top of the game. And so if you want to be at the top of your game, you can't just be good at something. You need to excel at it. You need to be the best at it. And how can you be the best at something? And it's in that always that process of, of learning, of growing and, and developing in that space that you want to grow in, in the strength that you want to grow in to be the best. And that to me really hit home because when I heard that, it made me think, okay, let's focus less on my weaknesses now and focus more on my strengths. And now I still focus on my weaknesses, but my weaknesses are more the softer skills. So things with ego and again, still with vulnerability, um, being more courageous, being more empathetic. Those are things I work on, but it's also practicing 
my innate skills, skills that naturally are coming to me. And what's really funny is actually, I never really thought of myself as a really good speaker. Like before I said, I was a really shy person and didn't really tell very good stories. And telling stories and speaking are two skills that I've actively learned. Like I've had to like work out how to do it and then practice it and then practice it some more so we can actually have this conversation on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I think you have to, I mean, you just, you've got to start somewhere and that, and that's the problem. A lot of people, when they focus on their weaknesses, they just spend so long focused on them and thinking that's holding me back. I can't do that. Can't do that. But if they just jump in, not jump in in the deep end, but just go put their toe in the water, if you like, and take it step by step and like, okay, you're really shy, but what could you do? Could you Mm -hmm. like smile at a stranger in the street? Could you strike Mm -hmm. up a conversation? Could you take a dress back to the shop because it doesn't fit you? Just take little tiny steps and build from there. Um, And I think it's getting the balance between your your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses and your strengths. And it, it, it is a matter of working on both because if, if you focus on one or the other, you can't ignore the other one. You can't focus totally, I believe, on your strengths and ignore your weaknesses because they will come back and hit you in the face at some stage. You need to also work on bringing those up. So get your strengths even higher, but get your weaknesses up as well at the same time. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, and what you said at the start that take things one step at a time, I remember my like the first thing I did as I tried to speak more was actually just saying good morning to people as I was walking in the street, really simple and just trying to say good morning. And I realized that I had like a really shallow voice. So a technique I discovered was as I'm speaking, imagine it's like a rugby post and the voice is going over the bar and through those rugby posts so it kind of creates this like arching momentum and imagine that's your voice projecting your voice in that way to make it louder and clearer and yeah no again i completely agree with you in terms of weaknesses i think that developing your weaknesses and your strengths is really important and identifying which ones to work on is so important for everybody and for me especially with the weaknesses of the soft skills can be really really helpful yeah, I think so. The place I started were his self-help books. Um, and, you know, this was, I came out of a bad marriage. So it took me a long time, took me 30 years to get to the point where I thought, I don't want to be this shy, quiet, really in victim mode, I would say, so easily used. So I picked up Robin Sharma's The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. That was the first self-help book I read. And then after that, I went through all of Robin Sharma's books and then started reading more and going on courses. And I started meditating as well, started doing things like yoga. So mind, body, spirit, started connecting, like trying to connect with the universe and feeling the universal energy. I did some energy work. All of that, it all ties together. It's all helping to develop yourself. So somebody listening to this, if they thought, well, I know I need to do something, but I don't know where to start. Where would you suggest they started? Oh, good question. Where would I suggest they started? I think I would ask the person to reflect on themselves, first of all. And you can do this in 
numerous different ways. You can do it by journaling. You can say, dear diary, and then Mm -hmm. it feels like you're writing to somebody and pose that question of where would I like most to develop and then see what comes up for you. The other way is to write that question out, where is I most would like to develop on the top of this page and then free write and see what comes up. Another way you could do it if you're not much of a writer is you can use your phone and record yourself speaking and just naturally riff, naturally just talk Mm. and experiment with listening back to that and see what comes up for you. And then whatever comes up for you, work on that. And if that is challenging and nothing really comes up, you can try. And if you're a meditator, you can try meditating on it. You can go for a run before you do this exercise, maybe some yoga and naturally see what would come up for for yourself. I'm going to ask myself that question, actually. Let me think, what would I want to develop on next? So for me, I think I would need to learn some business skills. I'm going to really push on the coaching and launching my coaching business next year. So for me, it will be about learning business skills. Mm. That's a very practical exercise. And if we're going to talk about soft skills, I think for me, it would be continuing with my development empathy. I think that is my soft skill that I would like to continue to develop next year. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are like the big two things that come up for me as I ask myself that question right now. So if if I ask myself what I would like to develop next year. I think this year I've I've worked hard on learning education because I've also passed my Jay Shetty certification this year. I've done my business course. So I've done a lot of learning this year and next year is the year to put it into action. Stop learning, start doing. So I think content creation, building my audience and probably probably public speaking because the strange thing is I find when I'm talking on on Zoom uh, into a microphone, I have all the confidence in the world. I haven't ever, since I was at school and I was hopeless at school, I haven't stood on a stage and actually spoke to an audience. So I think that's something I need to test myself on because just thinking about that fills me with dread. But why can I talk to, you know, lots of people on a computer? I could hold a meeting on a computer, I could do a webinar. But if I stood in front of a crowd of people that were actually there, I don't know what the difference is, but something in my mind is saying, yeah, that's scary, but that's not. And maybe it's just because I've done this before and I know what I'm doing and I haven't done that. And that's probably what it is. It's just Mr. Fear holding me back. Yeah, no, that's such a great point. I think like what you said there about testing, sometimes we get really comfortable in our skill sets and we always think that we need to developing new skills. So we always think that, oh, I'm really good at speaking and holding meetings in Zoom now. Let me try and and learn something completely different. And that could be whatever it may be. But we always forget that we can improve the skills we've got currently by stretching them. And so like, for example, in your example, you're really good at holding Zoom meetings, Zoom calls, talking to hundreds of people on the computer and holding meetings that way. But whatever is public speaking is challenging for you. Mm. And now that is a natural development into speaking, but in the like a sidestep, it's growing that natural skill of speaking. 
And so in a very similar situation, you might be a coach and you might coach one-on-one and then you might expand it to be coaching group. And it's a different skill set, but you're still growing the skill of coaching. And there's always an opportunity for us to stretch the skill. And it's like you can maybe do it faster or more accurately. You might be able to increase the audience, speak in front of a different audience. You know, you might speak to 10 people, stretch to 100, and that might be 100 people at work. But then it could be 100 people at a event that you get invited to that you don't know the audience. So then when we stretch our skills, that can increase our own confidence in that area as well, increasing our self-confidence of, hey, I'm really good at speaking. I'm really good at public speaking. I'm really good at Zoom calls, hosting podcasts. Like To stretch a skill is as good as developing a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess that goes with what Jay Shetty was saying about excelling at something. So rather than start lots of new things and be good at them, focus on one thing that you're good at and probably something you like doing. And then just like you say, stretch the boundaries a little bit at a time until you think, gosh, I'm an expert at that now. <laughs> I really know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, stretching the skill, developing it and pushing yourself that way is a great way to really challenge your boundary and not stay stagnant in one place. And I know one of your areas that you're a bit of an expert on is emotional intelligence. So I know you've been studying that. So how do our emotions come into play when we're thinking of confidence? Great question. So when we have a doubt in ourselves and we're feeling a lack of confidence, it's important for us to acknowledge the emotions that are within us and choosing what to do after. And this is also the truth when we're feeling a lot of confident. Okay, it's important to access, hey, I'm feeling really confident about doing this next thing or whatever it is I'm currently doing. And then why? And then when you understand the reasons why you're feeling this thing, you're able to acknowledge it gain greater clarity around it, and then you'll be able to help yourself when you're feeling less confident. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, I'm really unconfident about public speaking. Okay, I'm really unconfident about public speaking. And what emotions come up for me when I think about that? Okay, so I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling fearful anxious i'm feeling unhappy that i have to do it and a bit of dread is coming up but i know that i'm feeling confident about think of something completely different to highlight this space so let's say i i really like dancing as a hobby so let's say okay i'm dancing okay i'm really confident in my dancing okay why and i said okay it makes me feel good it, I understand the moves I'm going to do. I really enjoy it. Okay, why do I feel those things? Oh, it's because I've practiced it. Oh, it's because I have a good association with it. Okay, it's because I understand it better. And so as we ask ourselves why, we can then apply it to the public speaking. Okay, why am I feeling these things? Oh, it's because you know, I don't know anything about public speaking. I've never done it before. I don't have that feedback. I don't know if I'm good at it. 
And so if we just research, okay, how can I be good at public speaking? How can I be good at it? Learn, reflect, and then try and think back if we've had any good experiences with it. And so I think back the last time I spoke publicly was during my master's degree. And it was at the academic conference to a crowd of about, I can't remember, it wasn't too big. I think it was probably about 50 to 100 people. Mm-hmm. And so in that space, it went really well. So I want to think back of those emotions and then helping myself. Okay, that created good, positive emotions for me. I know I've done this before. That was went really well. That could be really good in putting those emotions into this new experience. And if you don't have a good experience or a good memory, or maybe you just do it for the first time, you've never done it before and you don't have any of that, you can think back, okay, how do I want this speaking event, this speech to go? And don't imagine the ending with the applause and the accolade, but imagine the process, how confident you speak, how well you hold eye contact with the crowd, how well you pause and look up at your presentation if you're going to have one. Think about what outfit you're going to be wearing, how confident you are in the clothes that you're presented in, your posture on stage, the the lighting, the event, how you feel on the stage. Mm-hmm. And as you anchor yourself in that visualization, you can feel those emotions bring up around you. Hopefully they're positive. And then in those positive emotions, you're able to deliver what it is you need to deliver. And I guess to summarize, it's to think about the why are you feeling the negative ones? Why are you thinking about the good ones and how we can convert those negative emotions to positive? Mm-hmm. I love that. And that also that circles back to your original definition of confidence because you, you're good at the dancing because that's something that you've been doing and you've practiced, like you say. But when you started, you probably trod on people's toes and couldn't remember the moves and felt quite awkward. And then you knew how to do it. And that's the same with the public speaking. It's just, it's getting over that bit where Mr. Fear, I always think of it as a bodyguard, is holding you back saying, oh, no, don't do that. It's much too scary. You're, you're, you know, you're going to be judged. Nobody will listen to you. It'll all be a waste of time. Yeah. You just got to get past that and say, no, stand aside. I'm going to do this and I'll see what happens. And then I'll, I'll see what I need to change. What, what went, that's a good thing. Once you've done it, just say what went well, what didn't go well. And if there's anybody you know in the audience, ask for feedback, you know, what they actually thought of it, and then yeah. just try and adapt. And and each time you do it, you get more and more confident. And then it'll be the same with dancing. And then you can think of something else you need to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Sue. I want to like pick up on your analogy of fear being a bodyguard. I see fear being my friend. Mm-hmm. And like for you, you see the bodyguard like holding you back. You're like, no, stand aside, let me do this. I wonder what it would be like if we had our conversations with fear and say, why are you holding me back? Mm-hmm. Why are you holding me back from this experience? And conversing with the, that emotion, and I see my fear as my friend, I'd be like, okay, fear, why are you holding me back from this experience? What's coming up from you? What are you trying to protect me from? What don't you want me to do? Why don't you want me to do it? And 
what can we do together? Can we go through this fear together and maybe learn that it's not so much of a big deal? There's not so much to be fearful of and have that conversation and see what comes up for you that way. Yeah. Why it's coming up. Yeah. Because I mean, it might sound weird talking to fear like a person, but in fact, it is a person because it's part of you. It's one of the many, many parts of yourself. And you're just getting that part out and having that conversation with it saying, well, yeah, wh- why? Why are you doing this? What, what's your thoughts? Because not doing it to hurt you. It doesn't want to spoil your life. It's actually trying to help you to protect you because that's a natural human instinct, always to go for survival because you know, when we first came about, that's what we had to do. We had to survive and we've still got that instinct. Yeah, 100%. I completely Mm. agree. (laughs) So before we finish then, is there a message that you wanted to leave the audience with today? There's not so much a message, but I think perhaps we could just highlight a few of the key points we've really raised and delving into the development of confidence and self-confidence I think the first step is really learning about the topic you want to learn to grow in, to build confidence in, and then practicing it, doing it, going through it, learning from your own mistakes, gaining the feedback is step three, listening to people that you admire, that you respect in the space that you want to develop from, and then just continuously growing and stretching and progressing in in that area. and. Whilst going through that process, don't be too critical of yourself. Show yourself compassion. Show yourself some love and empathy and really just enjoy liking yourself. I think so much of confidence and self-confidence is liking yourself and respecting yourself and being compassionate for yourself. And so if there's one thing I would like the people listening to this podcast is that just continue to show yourself compassion as you develop your own Mm self-confidence. Brilliant. Okay. And so if anybody listening thinks, well, that's really, really interesting, I'd like to know more. How could they contact you? I think the best place to contact me is via Instagram. That's at timothy.bay. And feel free to DM me about you know, what you've heard on this podcast, DM Sue, tag us on anything you've really liked and reflected upon. It'd be great to hear people's feedback of what they liked and what we should do more of and looking forward to connecting with everyone who listens to this. So thank you so much. And I'll, I'll, I'll put those details in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for being here. It's been really interesting. I've loved this conversation. Yeah, me too. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 5am UK time. I've more great guests coming up to talk about a variety of topics. So I hope you'll listen again and become a regular listener. I would also like just to mention that I've written a book called Building Confidence available on Amazon. It contains a number of habits that I put in place when building my own confidence and my backstory is woven through it as well. There is a link in the show notes if you're interested. Well, until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Much love.